Favorite Alex Jones moment of all time? Ooh. Ooh. Man. I think so, I, it seems like there's there's at least a couple that... Uh, you can top three come to if you mind. want. Yeah. Okay, for me, the, like, uh, the first time he confessed to murder on air... That one was good. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, what? I just came in at the weirdest possible time. Yes, you came in at a great time, because we're about to interview Knowledge Fight uh, to learn everything about Alex Jones. Uh, apparently, it is a very popular podcast. Everyone seems to love them, and they know an inordinate amount about Alex Jones, as someone, I guess, should, because the stories have to be told. Can you hear me? Did I? Yes. Yes. Awesome. All right. Yes. I, I did it. I, I did it. Can you hear? Can you hear us? I can hear both of you, everybody. Chat. Okay. Uh, welcome our fantastic guests. And uh, can every, all of you let us know how are their sound levels? How are they coming in? Uh, they look gorgeous and beautiful uh, on the screen right now. Um, do both of you want to give a quick introduction to yourselves? And what exactly is the knowledge fight? Yeah, sure. I'm Dan and... Uh, I'm Jordan. We're, uh, we do a podcast. Uh, it's... Uh, no one asked us to do it, and it's <laughs> dumb, and it shouldn't, people shouldn't listen to it, but it's, called, it's about Alex Jones, yeah. and we've done about 620 episodes about Ooh. him. That, that, that no one asked for. No one asked for it. People didn't ask for episode number one. They nope. sure as hell didn't get to 500, and we're like, yeah, we're not done yet. No. Yeah. Wow. It's, it, it, it's a mess, uh, <laughs> but we keep learning new things, and so we, we keep exploring. Okay, yep. uh, just a little bit of origin story to start out with before you uh, have my mind blown multiple times. What was <laughs> what was the first thing that drew you to Alex Jones? Was it the public access show? I imagine if you've been doing that many episodes, he had to be that far back in canon. Uh, well, I mean, we're aware of that in this canon. <laughs> so a lot of that stuff, in ter- like in, in its entirety, is really hard to get a hold of now. Uh, mm. So uh, in terms of what we can cover consistently, it's usually back to about 2003 in terms of his episodes. But I, I, I've kind of had a slight fascination with him since, you know, a uh, little bit after my college years, probably. He had just seen this dumb uh, weirdo yelling, but, but in an for, entertaining way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for, for me, uh, the original conceit of the show was that I had never heard any Alex Jones content whatsoever. So Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. So the first episode is uh, Dan explaining Alex Jones to me and... Uh, then uh, we did a few hundred more, uh, <laughs> and I know some things. He, he doesn't have good retention, though, I don't so have, that, that I, helps. I don't have good memory. So it, it makes things easier, yeah. Okay, so just for my own timeline, where was Alex Jones in the world when you guys were starting this, this out compared to where well, he's now? 20, 2017 uh, was right when we started. We started in January 2017. And so he was riding high on the hog because Trump had just won the 2016 election and uh, Alex felt like he had a spiritual connection with him at the inauguration. He was just he was doing great. Mm-hmm. He, had, he had he was having a lot of fun. And yeah, it was probably white people's best moment for a good while. And that was really <laughs> what he was celebrating, you know. He was um, he was basically like, uh, see where he is now. It was the it's the reverse of that. Yeah, he was <laughs> yeah. Very happy. <laughs> so that so. that that's around where you you start following him. So at that time, you're right. Alex Jones was kind of at the height of his career. Uh, he was. Did, did you feel at that time that he was going to go in the direction of QAnon, like most other people, or did you think that he was going to kind of try and become mainstream? Infowars was now going to be part of the press circuit. It's going to have a seat at the White House. I I, I think he tried both. Yeah, uh, and. Um Sometimes, uh... ironically, he tried both using Jerome Corsi. <laughs> exactly. Yes. He'd, in the same way, Jerome Corsi yeah. was supposed to be in the White House press corps, yeah. and then he became the QAnon guy. He was for trying them. to write uh, a book about Q yeah. and uh, sort of infiltrate that uh, audience. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought for sure one of them would be something he'd try a little harder at, uh, but neither, neither worked, and he, he seemed to just be resentful uh, of. of 
like I, I kind yeah, of, he kind of half-assed trying both things and failed, and then quit uh, because it was hard. And then got mad at everybody who's in the queue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's their fault that he failed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I just have to ask this because around the time when both of you start becoming fascinated enough by Alex Jones to turn it into your career, um, did, had you already seen some of the more egregious stuff that that he had done in the in the past? Like, did 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 it worry you that you were going to start talking about a guy who uh, had involved himself with the Sandy Hook family? and all that kind of stuff because uh, that that happens obviously before your podcast starts yeah I, I just would like to make a point that at the beginning we did not decide to make this our career uh-uh. this, that was, nope. that was very much an accident nope thoroughly everybody else decided yeah. that this was going to be our career yeah. I promise you that the first few years it was me and Jordan just being like well no, one, no one's listening that's about right I think we've done more to actively hurt our chances of this being our career than uh, anyone but yeah I definitely was aware of the, the Sandy Hook business and you know a number of his other uh, escapades, nine uh, eleven truth in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had some ideas about him being like involved with some of the Jade Helm paranoia and the Boston bombing, but a lot of that I, I didn't have like a precise understanding of what he did. Um, and I think uh, through doing the show, uh, you you see the 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 actually in context things that he says, and mm-hmm. they're so much worse than the presentation that you get from like little clips on Twitter. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, I don't think a lot of people know just how, say, transphobic he is, for example, because they've only ever, yeah, they've only ever heard like one or two things or seen a segment. And then I'll be like, have you actually watched the full Infowars start to finish? Like he goes on rants more so than most mainstream people. Yeah, I'm convinced that most people who have like sort of a middle of the road uh, view of Alex or they think he's funny uh, or even people who are like, He's been right about so much stuff. I just think they have never really actually watched his show. Because mm-hmm. I think if you do, you can't come away with any other impression than he's a gigantic bigot uh, mm-hmm. and he's wrong all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well. About everything. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to do spoiler warnings because I want to get to that near maybe uh, the, the, the later half of this. Because that's, that's the newer stuff right now. Just seeing him being a band figure on YouTube and doing every YouTube show, it seems, in the conservative circuit. So that's fun. But, okay, let's let's lead up to that. Because there's a lot I want to learn from you two. Uh, specifically, because you are, I, I, I think you may be the foremost experts on Alex Jones, as far as anyone has told me uh, in my audience. You have a lot of fans by the way uh in in, in, in in my tons of people are like lance you have to talk to knowledge fight they know so much about alex jones it's, it's their lives all they tons do is report tons of people tons of people how dare you this the, our show is evidence-based i want numbers <laughs> sir i want you to back this up tons at le- of people at, at least four people in my chat and then uh, yeah that's 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 tons i i don't get i i don't get like people all mass saying you have to go get these podcasters on your show and it's not a coordinated yeah. effort it's not like led by the two of you which maybe maybe it was i don't know <laughs> maybe maybe you're two of the four i can't, I can't figure that out I think that, I think that if we were gonna try and pull something like that it would be more than four i okay. think we would maybe go for five <laughs> yeah you're selling us short, sir. Thank but, you very much. But then, like, but then, so, that's right. So sad to hear someone tell me that we're the world's most foremost expert on Alex Jones. Yeah, <laughs> it just bums me. Especially out. since I'm really not that good. <laughs> so it's just him. I don't have to carry any of this weight, honestly. My brain doesn't work that well. <laughs> okay, well let's let's do our best. Why don't why don't we catch everyone up to what has led to where Alex Jones finds himself right now? I, I'm sure I've I've told this ad nauseum about the Sandy Hook events, uh, about him lying that the, the children uh, were crisis actors that ultimately led to harassment, which led to unfortunately one of the Sandy Hook parents killing themselves, and then the lawsuit that happens afterwards. How does that combine with the Trump era and Alex Jones finding himself in January 6th? Because I think that's a bit of a long story, but I, I, I want to Cole's notes to connect those dots. I'm not, I'm not sure if any of the dots necessarily connect. I mean, everything that he did ter- in terms of Sandy Hook coverage is just business as usual for him. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's not really... Uh, I mean, as as awful as his behavior was, it's not really out of the norm. Yeah. Like just before uh, Sandy Hook happened, the Aurora shooting, the Batman uh, uh, movie theater uh, shooting had happened. Mm -hmm. And he was doing the same thing. He was saying that uh, some of the survivors were actors and, 
you know, questioning whether or not it had happened. And if it did, then James Holmes was probably mind controlled and all of this, uh, this stuff. So like, I, and, I don't, and none I don't of that is ever li- like, he's never going to be held for uh, lying about any of that. Like it's not, it's not slander. It's not libel. If it's been written or said out loud, like how does, how does that work? I wish I knew. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. I mean, I think one thing that's important to remember with Alex is what he's getting caught for is not something that he did for the first time that time. Right. Or, or, or even stopped doing. This is just how he's always treated any of these events. And Sandy Hook was just the one that he got caught on uh, for any number of reasons. Not caught, but you know what I mean? I think it was probably one of the most like traumatic it was. of the incidents yes. that he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was it was it was, it was that I'm not gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was yeah, that and yeah. Pizzagate basically, right? Like Pizzagate is the other thing that he actually uh, got in trouble quite a bit for because he was one of the key proponents, him and Mike Serenovich. Yeah, but he he uh, issued a big apology to James Elephantis after uh, he he was threatened with a lawsuit. So yeah, he, he could kinda... get away with an apology on that. Okay, one. he walked okay. that one back. Yeah, right. Which is which is kind of the thing. This is we're seeing him being held accountable for actions that he's always done, okay. and usually he can get away with it with an apology like he did with Hamdi Ulikaya from Chobani. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, but. Okay, and well, Alex, why don't, in terms oh, of uh, like uh, Pizzagate, I think it was more like Rambo Joe Biggs, mm-hmm. uh, now of the Proud Boys. Right. I think he was doing some of the more active promoting of it. Alex might have been kind of vague, uh, but still, Alex, still way Alex off base. Alex did say, "Hey, uh, check it out, you guys. Yeah, you get in there. Look into this. We're just asking come questions, on. right? We're just asking questions. Um, legally <laughs> actionable about going. Come on, you guys. No, no. It's it's you know Fox News has been doing it forever. Um, hey. I okay. I then sorry. Maybe I should have worded that different. Maybe I do want to separate the fact that he is in all these kind of troubles and litigations. But I did feel like that was kind of playing out at uh, at the same time. Like we were seeing this video footage." Of Alex Jones' depositions. Alex Jones coming out and saying, for the first time, I- I'm a character. This is an act, right? That was combining with him having legal troubles with his ex-wife uh, and-, and their kids and all of that. While at the same time, he was under Trump, I, w- I feel, having a lot more kind of like radicalized rhetoric, especially around the time that Trump was lying about the election being stolen. That's when it was full on, like, we have to take our country back uh, kind of stuff, right? So, so is it important to parse those out, or is do they overlap in a way that it tells the full Alex Jones story? Is it important to parse those out? Is an interesting question to ask people who've done six hundred episodes. On the <laughs> is it important to parse it out? The question you're asking is: Should we exist? <laughs> we're, we're in the hair splitting. I, I, I apologize. I, I apologize. I'm already. I'm already quite fond of you both. So don't. <laughs> don't stop parsing. Um, I, 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 am sorry. I kind of was lost in thought a little bit during the question. Are you, yeah, do yeah, yeah. You, um, do you saying they're not connected? All right, he, his legal battles aren't connected with his like rise to this insurrection insurrection incident, which I want to separate and no. talk about on its own, right? But they were played into our understanding as viewers of the Alex Jones experience. Here is a guy who's coming out and saying, "I am actually a, an act. I'm not real." Right? Like, I, I'm first off very, very curious what you think about that. Do you, how, where does well, the reality end and the show begin with him, you know? It's kind of uh, – th- that comment w- is kind of a sticky area because it was actually his lawyer who said that Alex plays a character. Okay. Uh, in, in order to try and get his uh, show not to be allowed in custody hearings uh, mm-hmm. uh, that he was having uh, over with his ex-wife. And he will say that what the guy was uh, – the lawyer meant was that when Alex does – like he puts on Joker makeup and pretends to like fluoride in the water or whatever. Yeah. That's him doing a character. And those may have been the videos that she wanted to play in court. So there he he's I, I feel like it's not a gotcha moment as much as we would like it to be of him being okay. like, Fair I, enough. I'm a character. What's what's right. important about him and and I think the the answer more to your question of parsing things out is a kind of exemplified by that example, you know. For the public consciousness, the idea is Alex came out and said, look, I'm acting like a character. Mm -hmm. In his world and in the world that we run around in, Alex didn't say anything like that. Alex's lawyer was so smart, he worked the system into getting away with something. He's always getting away with this. There's always a technicality to where what you said he did isn't what he did, you know? Mm -hmm. 
And so that's why we have to parse it out so so distinctly. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's uh, it's it, it's a distinction that almost has no bearing on the real world. Right. But it matters right. for us for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> because but, it must. But, <laughs> because it but must. I'm sure. <laughs> I love how this is both like a curse for you and like a point of extreme fixation. It's amazing. Okay, but it must it must ultimately matter to say uh, families who successfully sued him because he wasn't able to squirm out of it that one time, right? Mm-hmm. Or or I'm 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 guessing you both watched his like his deposition tapes, which were honestly very cathartic for me to watch him visibly be upset in a room with a professional grilling him on his many lies. Yeah, that was that was pretty fun. Those he, were he, good. He was more. I think he was more confused than upset. Uh, <laughs> like, I, like, I legitimately don't know how to answer these questions. Yeah, use yeah. words. Is this France? Did I say those things? <laughs> no idea. My plausible deniability is I say a lot of shit, yeah. man. It's quite high. Yeah. <laughs> One of the advantages of having a uh, three-hour-a-day show that you just talk completely off the top of your head about whatever you feel like talking about is that like you can just say that anything is taken out of context yeah. <laughs> so it's really hard to nail uh, him down there's a lot of that during the uh, the depositions but yeah there were a lot of great moments of like ahaha you 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 can't you can't just ignore this question yeah yeah yeah, yeah. How did you see Alex Jones and his style of reporting evolve over Trump uh, up to the the insurrection Ooh, evolve is an interesting word to use. I would say more I'm front like, loading. I'm leading the witness. <laughs> <laughs> I would say more like uh, it has been a not slow but uh, uh, inexorable deterioration of a man's mind over time. <laughs> but it's also like a roller coaster too. Sometimes the deterioration is like, aha, uh-huh, oh, he's he he right. he's coming back. Right, right, right. It's like somebody with syphilis. You know, their brain starts to melt over time. But sometimes they're very, very uh, lucid. They, oh, it True. looks like they're normal today. <laughs> yeah, there's there's just been a, um, and, and this isn't to say that he was ever like really awesome or anything but mm-hmm. his ability to do his own or show that he and, had syphilis <laughs> his, his ability to even like kind of make the points that he wants to make has uh certainly dropped in terms of like his consistency on it there and the shows now like as somebody who's listened to like multiple eras of his show especially since trump was is gone there's just been like I don't even know what he's talking about. Sometimes he'll just confess to murder on air. Uh, <laughs> he's just he's out there. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I often will be sitting here in the big. I, I don't. Okay, all right. I guess I guess this is a way to kill five minutes. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. He can go on like a six minute rant about uh, how God is going to punish his enemies, and then at the end he's like, "Yeah, but he really doesn't do that. So maybe you should do it for me." No biggie. <laughs> I like. I gotta ask as as two people who watch him frequently. Like, do you do you find him as entertaining as everyone else does? Is is that like? Because I, I I always say this. He's one of the most horrible human beings with a platform. But wow, was he an entertainer? You know, just just a, a gifted like to turn on a camera and rant about the things he does and the ways he does. Here's here's my problem. All right, okay. we have said that many times on our show, and yet hearing you say it makes me want to push back against you and yeah. right? tell you that it's right? not entertaining at all. <laughs> it's an evil son of a bitch needs to be taken down. Right? That's what I want to say. And yet I can point to an episode we did like two weeks ago where I was like, "God damn it, he's an entertainer." You he's know? such an yeah, entertainer. I, I struggle with even the premise because, like, um, you know, there are moments when he like reviews the Matrix. Or he talks about what his interpretation of some book uh, that is so off uh, is. And that's very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when he yells stuff about how he's going to eat his neighbors and stuff. That's, <laughs> or their asses. Very entertaining. <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the flip side of it is I'm listening to these like long blocks of absolutely not entertaining stuff that just you know no one experiences so i kind of have a a bias against him in that like i see too much 
to, mm-hmm. to really think he's entertaining. Yeah, it's it, there's a little bit of a, like, a, I'm going to get to this headline, but first my <laughs> wife went to the grocery store and she saw a globalist one time, and then when she was at the grocery store, she bought eggs. Eggs are very good. I like eggs. Oh, you so know, it's, it's, it's banal for, for his full... Oh, yeah, okay, oh, yeah. okay. Well, like, I mean, think about it. Like, like George Carlin's a great comedian, and you like watching him do his set. Right. Do you yeah. want to watch him do four hours? Every no, day, probably no. Probably not. No. There would be some lulls. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got to take a break at least, you know? <laughs> it's hard to be on. Okay, okay, I, I understand that much. So under Trump, then... Uh, you're saying that his his evolution is more just kind of the slow descent into like utter bad shittery, but a lot of it does start to cross over into the real world. Like even before uh, the January sixth event and before uh, all all these like uh, rallies that were being held, I did start to see this ve- yes this angry undercurrent where it was pouring out of the Infowars screen and into rallies that were crossing over with other groups that I'm very frightened by, you know, like your Nick Fuentes uh-huh. and stuff like that, and Proud Boys and, and all this. So so where does this overlap start going? Like, it, uh, does, does uh, his involvement with the Proud Boys coincide with any of this too? I don't, I don't know how that starts. A good bit of this, uh, there's, there's, there's sort of different timelines for a lot of it. Right. Um, he's been in with the Oath Keepers, uh, uh, for example, since they began. Right. Yeah. Like he 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 was hanging out with Stuart Rhodes before um, they even had a website for the Oath Keepers, mm-hmm. um, and so like he's he's uh, all about them and has been for a long time. It's periodic uh, the the ways that he like he, w- he used to hang out. I don't know hang out with. But Gavin McGinnis would be on his show right. in the past, and so there is where some association with the Proud Boys came from. Then Nick Fuentes came in to the picture a little bit later, um, uh, and and yeah, it's I, I don't know. I mean, when to give you an idea of what Gavin McGinnis did on the show, he and Alex's son got together and made dick jokes for a while. Like mm-hmm. that's the type of show that was happening mm-hmm. yeah and then as as it's kind of gone on we've seen more of like a a both sometimes he'll dip his toe in with the proud boys and really mm-hmm. support them for a while and then not really talk about them but go back to this person and then you know nothing's it, really stuck quite like uh the oath keepers yeah. and, and certain because they love guns yeah but is, the, the, is that it is is that the centerpiece is the guns more so than anything you, or, or is there an element to him flirting with groups that are a little bit more dangerous a little bit more alt we'll say i think he's always flirted with groups that are fairly dangerous i mean he's been a militia leaning dude for like his whole career oh, yeah. mm-hmm. but like uh, i i think you know central things to him are uh basically uh, uh vociferous defense of gun rights yeah and uh essentially a white christian nationalist country mm-hmm. is those those are the kind of um uh no no discussion on those points right right, right. <laughs> and to be I'm sure not waver to be yeah. sure, it will be a patriarchy let's yeah. just get that clear yes. right away. yes yes that as well but but then there's also <laughs> kind of like the deep state anti-semitic aspect of it as well right doesn't yeah. that yeah, play a little no bit doubt. into it but you're saying that's not consistent. He, the only two consistents are those two you mentioned. Um, you know, I mean, his his racism is, uh, uh, you know, I think it's not as targeted towards uh, uh, Jews as as people would think from the massive anti-Semitism that underlies everything. Yeah. His his personal racism isn't like directed towards them so much as it is. A anything that's not white male Christian is bad. <laughs> it's just more broad. I, he's he's very inclusive. Yeah, like he's I mean, very inclusive when it comes no, to his it, racism. It's <laughs> yeah, because I was trying to think of a way to answer that question. Like, is his racism a central thing? And yeah, I think yes, but it's also confusing. You yeah, know, like it's it's hard to nail down exactly what uh, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. because um, it's uh it's also capricious. Yeah, sometimes he's mm-hmm. just like I'm. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to be racist towards this person. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, fine. Mm-hmm. And, okay. And to to loop back to your, your earlier question about like his over the Trump years getting involved with these groups uh, and such. Um, I, I don't think that was a function of him really uh, necessarily going that direction. Is Everything got more normal, like every, mm-hmm. like a lot of fucked up things got more normal. Yeah. And if you're somebody who's used to being on the fringe of stuff, then that's kind of your bread and butter. And the fringe starts to become a little bit normal. You kind of got to see where you fit in other places. And I think that a little yeah. bit of that it could explain some of his like 
hanging out with yeah, for someone your, like for your Trump For your Trump years question, I think it's it's just more like the the culture at large went to him. He didn't come to us. You know, mm-hmm. we we weren't we weren't uh, waiting for him mm-hmm. to to really break into the mainstream. Trump mm-hmm. got elected and everybody went ape shit. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> Alex Jones looks more normal than fucking Q boy, Q boy over here. True. I, I don't, I've never said uh, Q boy before. I, I, I was I, about to go with Cuber. I didn't know if that was an inside joke, so I was like, I'll just let them have uh, Q boy. Q boy for now. <laughs> it is it now. Is now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so when it comes to when it comes to Jones then and and the Trump era, um, can you start explaining why we start to see him at more events and more rallies? Because it seems to be at that point he's he's kind of leading the 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 cart more so than following it, right? Uh, and I, I don't know how much of that is because he genuinely believes in these causes. Because uh, we are going to talk about Jan Six, obviously. But like, is is how much of it is a grift? How much of it is to sell a couple more brain force subscriptions? Or how much of it is because he's legitimately looking for this revolution? Uh, that's a tough question. Yeah, that's pretty broad, and it's hard to say. I think all of the above. Yeah, <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah. I think it's a grift, and he's very sincere about the sort of world that he would like to see. <laughs> it's it's a little bit like what you're asking isn't uh, is it more a grift or is it more of this in, yeah. in the question? Like what it really is is if you you know both of them are incredibly valuable mm-hmm. and we don't know quite when push comes to shove if he'll protect the grift over the whiteness or the whiteness over the grift you know so far it seems like the grift is taken top spot mm-hmm. but yeah. whiteness is is just as up there you know yeah and, and and alex latched on real hard with the trump uh campaign in a way that was public and much more aggressive than a lot of the other voices and you know what you'd call conservative media. A lot of them were uh, a lot more uh, cautious. And oh yeah, like, eh, this guy, this guy <laughs> says stuff we don't like. He's rude. <laughs> well, how many how many times did they have Roger Stone on? Like that alone, I was like, wow, not a lot of people are platforming Roger Stone anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, he he hired Roger Stone. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, or paying him, I yeah. should say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alex said, Alex is the one who said, "Get me Roger Stone." I don't know if that's true, <laughs> but um, the. Um, yeah, Roger, I think, had a huge part in convincing him uh, to to swing uh, into Trump's uh, campaign. But yeah, he 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 got in early, and I think he claimed some sort of ownership over uh, Trump's political existence because of that. And he had Trump on his show, which was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that also solidified things. And this is the other thing: this is where a lot of the like, I think some of the early presence at rallies and stuff came from was. He would pay people to yell uh, stuff uh, on cameras. Yeah. If you could get on uh, like a live news camera and yell Hillary for prison info he would give you a thousand dollars. What? Yeah. So he was I didn't know that. For people to be behind the Good Morning America yeah. window with like oh, wow. fuck Bill Clinton hanging up there. Yeah. <laughs> or if you could disrupt a rally that was being videotaped. Oh yeah. Uh, and yell infowars.com mm-hmm. then it would oh, He was just God. trying to buy free press and I think some of that did work in as much as it got people to give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. See, see if you can get that uh, sweet Yeah, there's some, there's some clips of people saying Bill Clinton is a rapist sure. and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Infowars.com. Yeah. <laughs> $1,000 well spent, my friend. And he had attractive slogans like Hillary for prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he branded that content and you'd see more of those shirts and stuff around at rallies mm-hmm. and the synergy like really came together. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, part of why he was at more rallies is just because Trump held a lot more rallies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there were more rallies going on. Rallies yeah. seemed like a thing everybody was doing at the time. And so was, Alex would show up. And it was a, a, a like a so tappable audience. Oh, as, mm-hmm. gold mine. As it's been shown by things like QAnon. They're it's at like, a Trump rally. They'll buy any old shit. They're, yeah. they're ready to be told something. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alex could come in with his pills and shirts. And fun bumper stickers. Do you feel <laughs> bad because the globalists are killing everybody you know slowly? Well, have you tried zinc? Ah, <laughs> we're talking. Ah. 
<laughs> yeah, we just uh, we went through his products the other day to find out he's selling turmeric for like forty sure. times market value, and I was like, well, well but it's good turmeric. Oh, it's a good kind, brother. Okay. Oh yeah, come on, <laughs> this is the shit. That's, oh yeah, it's four times market value. Yeah, uh, I I think it was more than four times. I, it was it was wow. closer to magnitudes of like ten times, but. Uh, oh, because so it's like the Breaking Bad turmeric. <laughs> well, yeah, because I'm, I was like, turmeric is something you can buy generically by the pound in stores, right? They're selling this extract for like I think thirty two dollars per little vial of it, and it's supposed to be like it's called the sun is locked within it. Uh, we'll uh, we'll get into the pills later. I'm, I'm sure you've sure. got I'm sure you've got a lot of pill stories. I just I, I okay. Mean, we each have our favorites. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, sorry. Can I derail for one second? Have you done a show sure. where you tried them? Were you no, actually? No, no. Oh, okay, All good. Right. Okay, okay. I, First of all, I don't want to give him money, and second, yeah. I'm worried. Yeah, because sometimes they like his products scare me. Like, yeah, he's taking them on air, and then he acts really fucked up. And I'm like, <laughs> no, this, is, this is a bad ad for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh man, this brain force is just. Really I love my yeah. And then he definitely. Lo- and a half oh yeah. Says, uh, oh, I gotta go to rebroadcast. I'm tired. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Okay, sorry, I, I just want to get distracted by this because you've done a really sure. good lead up to this. January 6th, and this is something that is a bit of contention what on the happened? internet right now. What happened? How much did Alex Jones have involved involved in that? Uh, I have the, I've watched the multiple clips of him with the megaphone saying, we're coming for you creatures. Uh, but I have also seen the clips of him afterwards being like, this whole thing was like a QAnon, uh, Antifa, you know, smoke show. We have to get out of here. Follow me. So at what point... Uh, is Alex Jones leading them to the charge? Uh, how? Uh, let's say how criminally involved do you think he is with this? Because he is now going to be uh, pleading the fifth based on this whole event. Uh, yeah, that seems to be his intention. Probably. And I wish him the worst with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, although it is his right, I guess. I don't know. Yep. Um, I, I think it, my, uh, the courts will determine uh, his criminal liability. Um I think spiritually he uh, had a lot to do with the lead up to it, even before the day of January 6th, in terms of promoting the rally, pushing the idea that the election was stolen, that there was something that could be done Mm -hmm. still about it. Those those kinds of uh, rhetorical or rhetoric threads that he had uh, and pushed so severely, I think that there is is some uh, blame. But in terms of, like, actually him, you know, being there and being like, ah, uh, you know, being involved, right, I, I think right, it's right. less than most people would want. I mean, th- mm-hmm. the, because the answer isn't it. What's Alex's criminal involvement in uh, January 6th? That 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 question really isn't, uh, you know, well, we're not lawyers. Pertinent, None of us guess, are to the whole yeah. ov- overall thing, you know, like. What happened on January 6th was the culmination of an entire right-wing media sphere working in conjunction with the president to create an alternate reality where the election didn't happen the way that it did. Mm-hmm. Overlapping so with the conspiracy like, theory cult that also like had decentralized yeah, leaders yeah, who had indoctrinated yeah, thousands of people. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very unique right, thing in right. in human history. <laughs> right. So so you know, did Alex Push people towards the Capitol? I don't think so. Okay. Was, well, and, he did literally leave well, a march. I mean, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I was. That, but, uh, that was going to be my follow-up. But I was no, like, no, what? No, I, I, get what I'm I, I get it. I mean, more like uh, 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 the the criminal portion of it. Right, right, right. Yeah. If they had won, Alex would have taken credit for the whole thing. You oh, would have of course. won. He's the president now. <laughs> he, 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 yeah. he won. He yeah. defeated the world. He's from Texas, where you can declare yourself. You just king. declare yourself. King. Yeah. <laughs> So they lost. So I, I would imagine that he's probably smart enough to have a uh, uh, head in some, uh, you know, deniability somewhere. Yeah. 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 I think uh, like he led that parade as, a, as, a, as it were, the march that yeah. went to the Capitol. But I also think that that would have happened with or without him. I don't think yeah. that he yes. had much I to do with you. it except for being there. Uh, mm-hmm. Which maybe that's some 
kind of or, or, you know, liability or being an inciting not sure yeah or being an inciting agent whatever you can clarify that as right or sure. define it as maybe for for a while because you know there, yeah. there's there's certainly a lot of rally footage of him straight up being like they they stole this from us the commies in the office right. and all that kind of stuff but um I and hate, so hate the word incite because you want to say insightful and then yeah. it sounds like, <laughs> uh, uh, can't do that no. true it's hard linguistically you know i would say as far as that rally and everything goes the the guys with zip tie handcuffs mm-hmm. were going in that capital. Yes, you know? that yes. was going to happen. Yes. So did did uh, Alex lead thousands of people and add more people to that? Probably. But yes, but he's not single handedly responsible yeah, for it exactly. happening, and it would happen without of him. But he could, uh, in theory, have made it worse. Is probably the most generous. Yeah. Yeah. We could be. Um, do you think his last minute reversal was actually out of fear for what he was seeing, or was that part of protecting his brand and being on camera? Now using this to say, I was actually trying to stop the insurrection, which is his new narrative. Yeah, I. My suspicion of it is that he was really into it until shit got real, and then once shit got real, he knew like he would recognize. Obviously, this is a threat to everything in his career, like. Uh, okay, if they do kidnap senators or whatever, like mm-hmm. they are going to crack down <laughs> so hard on the right wing. This is mm-hmm. not going to right wing extremists, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, mal- militia types and people who are very much associated with Alex. I think that he realized that was really bad for business, and uh, we probably did sincerely want things to calm down. Uh, so it wouldn't lead to that, that. Yeah, I mean, his his business is built on terrorist edging, not terrorism. <laughs> you know, it's, it's that's so true. People in this in this frenzied state of emotional yes. uh, without any release, without yeah. any critical thought, and then yeah. without any release. So you're just constantly buzzing, mm-hmm. and then your only release is clicking a button to buy turmeric. Times when it's supposed to cost, but it's good turmeric. It's apparently good it's yeah, it's good. It's good. It's got the power of the sun inside it. <laughs> Um, yeah. Right. Okay. So it is, it is, it's exactly that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean. Yeah. To, uh, no, 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 no. Go it's, ahead. Please interrupt it. Uh, it's the, it's keeping the you in this uh, like this uh, this anxious on edge state, the the edge state or whatever. And mm-hmm. then the only real solution that's offered is that like give me money or promote yeah. my show. Yeah. yeah. It really is almost that simple. Mm-hmm. It's a good grift. Yeah. partial grift partial partial truth um but now post this i know outside of the legal woes which you can't really you know talk too much about because none of us are lawyers i have seen online the new resurgence of alex jones the the uh jonasons whatever you want to call it where he's almost become like nicholas cage where he's self-aware so much of his own meme uh, that he memes himself, right? And he is now kind of family, more at least more palatable. I like I've seen him on, uh, and these are already pretty bad figures, you know, the Joe Rogan show, Tim Pool show, doing those kind of circuits. He's popping up in the geeks and gamers circle now on Stephen Crowder's, and then just doing this whole thing. But now he's popping up on um, uh, what is it? Uh, a leftist podcast. Are those mainstream to you, just real quick. <laughs> Main, sorry, mainstream <laughs> internet, mainstream so internet. Just, oh yeah, listed a lot of white supremacists. So <laughs> that main, well, main. main mainstream in the sense like these are the largest i mean i gotta be yeah, real here sure. Stephen crowder no, Stephen crowder is the largest audience, independent like yeah already comfortable spots for white sure, sure. So. yeah no absolutely but okay fine he was banned off youtube right so i guess that doesn't count for anything because now he just enters into this new circuit but i've noticed they all have this new meme and that's meme is alex jones is right or was right that's like they're really pushing that and i hear a lot of people who might not have been comfortable talking about alex jones outside of him being you know the fucking horrifying transphobe saying now he's funny the whole thing's a meme you have to understand right i I, like i don't know what do you think of this current state of of, of alex jones mania well in terms of like you know the shows that you listed those are all things that he was been on before true okay red scare red scare podcast would be the would be the next one that was kind of surprising to me yeah i saw that on twitter i don't i admittedly don't know enough about that show to like really comment uh but it did seem like a weird booking mm-hmm. um there yeah i think he'll go wherever he thinks he can get some attention yeah and good good i mean that's what you would do if you're yeah uh, i mean if, if he can I'd like the that's a huge problem 
Mm-hmm. Uh, if he can, if he can turn himself from, uh, uh, if he can add a revenue stream of being a joke, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that's bad. Well, mm-hmm. you and, know, and the the thing <laughs> about those shows uh, that 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 I think is really toxic and reinforces that he's right about these things is uh, like really well encapsulated by if you watch some of the Rogan episodes, mm-hmm. um, they'll bring up something that is very complicated and then uh be like oh no this is alex your idea about this isn't true and then jamie will will google something mm-hmm. and it has a couple of the words that alex <laughs> used and like, oh my god we yeah yeah and the reality is often that the uh the things that they're saying are true uh yeah. there is the surface level appearance of alex having been right but in reality, he completely misrepresented something or just made something up out of whole cloth. Yeah. And that's not even counting all the things that he's been explicitly wrong about. Uh, we live in Chicago, and uh, we should have been nuked a couple times I, by he now. He has said that Chicago will be nuked, will be, uh, okay. at least three times over <laughs> the past uh, few years of our, of our existence. <laughs> um, each and, time was nerve-wracking. Yeah. <laughs> This is this is a dynamic that you don't really get uh, to experience unless you listen to way too much of his show. Um, but there is like a real sense of, um, you know, whatever his mood is, is how things are going to go. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. whenever he's in a bad mood, like let's say he's lost a lawsuit. Or Everyone's something, dead. Everyone's yeah, going to die. We're, a, we're about to die. We're about to, everything is about to go Run down. Run away. Leave. Go into the forest. <laughs> he's excited about something. It's like we got a 90% chance hey. of beating the globalists. <laughs> we're, up, we're up 40 to nothing in the fourth quarter. We just got to bring it home, guys. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's, it's meaningless. It's, uh, these, these predictions. Yeah, I, well, I feel that it's a confirmation bias. Like, I don't know if the the both of y'all saw uh his recent uh rv session with a whole bunch of uh alt-right celebrities were in there tim pool was in there one of the people who testified at the rittenhouse trial was in there uh blair white was there uh alex jones was there uh drew yes um and and they were all just having you know a little conversation but they pulled up this meme i think jamie of course pulls it up but it shows you the list of the alex jones was always right and and so the the first ones are like the gay frogs apparently uh, has been proven correct. So, I mean, I can get your feedback on that one. The second one is uh, human organ hybrids in pigs or something being grown or something. That that's, that was that's not that, let's yeah okay. So the right, do, do you wanna... <laughs> thing is that lacks nuance the okay. way he he uh, talks about it, and I don't I don't care to get into it. But the sure. the animal hybrids and yes. organs thing mm-hmm. is like okay, yeah, there are people doing research into ways to. You know, grow organs uh, that could be replacements for people. There's a lot of people on transplant lists. Um, and There's if the we goats can... and the spiders and stuff. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's not really what he talks about. He talks uh-uh. about, like, wild chimeras. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. on one of our early episodes, he was talking about how he went to a lab in, was it Bostro? No, Bastro? Yeah, 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 yeah. Somewhere in Texas, and he saw a tank full of. Uh, hum- uh, fish with sad human eyes. Human fish people chimeras. <laughs> with yeah, sad human that's eyes. That's real. With sad human eyes. Yeah, he talks about shit They like were that. bummed about being trapped in there. Yeah. I-, I think if you just talked about, uh, you know, there's some there's some concerns about the, you know, the the, the way science is evolving. Like, great, we could have a conversation about that. Yes. Not, not what he actually talks about. If if you throw a lot of uh, bullshit out. If you're just willing to say anything will happen in the future, then yes, in an infinite universe, eventually something that you said will happen will happen. Yeah. That doesn't mean he was right about it. That doesn't mean he predicted it. He didn't know it was going to happen. He didn't think it was going to happen. And he doesn't care that it did happen. All that matters is that he said it. No, yeah, like for the large portion of his career, um, he, you know, he, the Midas Resources uh, it was the like a big sponsor of his show, the guy who ran it. Ted Anderson, who also owned the Genesis Communications Network. Mm-hmm. And so he was just a gold, he was hawking gold like crazy. And so one of his biggest things was to say that the financial collapse was right around the corner because it facilitated helping him make yeah, arguments yeah, for yeah. selling gold. Gold's going to be going up and, during a financial collapse. And he did do that <laughs> for five years, and then 2008, 2009 happens. 
Yeah. You didn't predict it. <laughs> That's no. not predicting it. Mm-mm. No. Uh, it's just uh, trying to sell gold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah. It does. Would, it does give power to him. Though. Did not predict anything. He just maybe threw it out there. <laughs> and and hope that some of it lands. Um, he, has, he, has the, he has like I'm just saying. That's yeah. his, his prediction. Hey, come on. <laughs> but like uh, in your advice, what do you think people can do uh, to to push back against this Alex Jones? Like. Go into the forest! Get out of here! No, I don't agree with that. (laughs) Well, I mean, you both professionally report on him, both for amusement and I'm sure to to keep everything factual and inform people about how absolutely horrifying this human being is, right? Who does have a very large independent network that they've crafted themselves, propped up by all these other legitimate networks that keep having him on as a guest because he's he's funny now. He's a meme. Um, So so what what is the, like, how does one push back against this like endless barrage of not only disinformation but now the filtering to make it seem like he's actually correct i i mean i i hate to say this but i don't know if there is a really good way to do that originally i thought subscribe like, to knowledge fight everyone what's that oh i said subscribe to knowledge fight everyone right now all of you go <laughs> go 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 sub go follow go review pause at five stars no, itunes no. you name it i'm telling you right now we preach only to the choir we're not anybody <laughs> it's, it's an echo chamber no, that serves no purpose like, i think i'm gonna disagree with these guys and then what listens to our show and goes well i guess i was wrong about alex jones yeah, jordan, jordan yells a couple times and that weeds out anybody who yes. might not be into yeah. the show yeah, yeah, yeah. um I, I'm not sure if there is like a really good way to push back on a lot of this stuff. I I think that um, dealing with it realistically helps, and hopefully that's part of the project that we we uh, do. You know, trying to check up on some of these ideas, and then you know, there's a 600 plus episode archive of times he's been full of shit, mm-hmm. and like I think that. If someone were actually interested in figuring out, like, well, is he right about stuff? That might be a good resource for them. And then I think if you're like, if people are in their day to day lives and dealing with people who are like that or who have those ideas, I think probably just not being mean to them, asking follow up questions, mm-hmm. like, because most of the time the things just don't even stand up to follow up questions. Um, I think that can help. That can penetrate yeah. things a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, uh, you're, if you know uh, what to say, you can make people uh, frustrated and walk away from you. But you can't really convince them. You know, you can you can make it so people are like, oh, I'm never going to get that person. But it didn't go the way I wanted to. And then they walk <laughs> away. Other, or you can just start a big fight and nobody will be happy. So Yeah, because it's, it's worse than something that's going to be resolved by, ah, that's a good point. Yes. But it's also not as severe as requiring like cult deprogramming. So it's yeah. somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And it's it's a really tough, uh, tough situation to know what to do. And I... Even after doing the show for as long as I have, I don't. I don't think I know. I have considered throwing. You know those things that you can buy at a fireworks store, the snaps. You know, you <laughs> yeah. throw them down. I've yeah, considered yeah. now throw. I'm and I'm. This is. I'm just throwing this out there. I'm just asking questions. All right. Has anybody considered having one of those arguments and then just throwing snaps in their face the entire time <laughs> to see if they would agree with you? <laughs> What about like when you put it in your finger and snap? Ah, see, then you have magic. Fun. They yeah. will believe in you because you have magical powers. <laughs> they don't understand gunpowder. <laughs> well, hey, speaking of magical powers, does he know about your show? Have you been contacted? Um, look, I, I don't want to get into specifics, but yes, he absolutely knows about our show. Oh no <laughs> way! <laughs> yeah, but I. I I, I I don't know what the the I don't know what he would think. Yeah. let's say that. I mean, his review of Oblivion would probably be better than his review of our show, but yes. I think the movie is probably worse than our show, so take that as you will. His review of Oblivion was also <laughs> very long. <laughs> yes, it was. It was detailed, it was exhaustive, uh, and it was a family show. Yeah. <laughs> it was a family show. I, I, I don't know. People I, I also ask, like, would you want to talk to him, uh, to me a lot? And it's just, I can't think of maybe what something i want less 
Yeah. Like, I can't imagine how miserable I that would be. I think people in their mind when they go, Dan, would you want to talk to Alex? I think they have this, like, conversation that's, like, heat, you know, between <laughs> De Niro. Yeah. And you just, <laughs> you're like, listen, we're on other sides of the law from each other, but I understand where you're coming from. You know, like, that kind of thing. That's not how it would go. That's not how it would go. No, it would be a lot of yelling from one side <laughs> yeah. and me laughing. Maybe or some go- struggling. Yeah. Maybe some choking. Yeah. <laughs> no, fair enough. I I totally understand that. Do you do you both receive a uh, a fair amount of info warriors uh, attacking you online for your uh, careers? It's what's crazy. It, it, it is. It's, That's what I'm saying. We, we don't have. We only preach to the choir. I I <laughs> don't I don't know what the deal is, but there has been very little abusive uh, uh, messaging from mm-hmm. from info wars types. I don't know why. I don't know what the deal is. Maybe a couple. Like, we've been doing this for, like, five years. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a couple. No, it's almost going to be six. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I think I've That's gotten good. more angry messages from people who are fans of... We do some episodes about this uh, YouTube show uh, called Project Camelot mm-hmm. that's okay. about, like, space grifting yeah. weirdos. Oh, yeah. And I've got... I think I've gotten more angry emails from fans of that than from Alex, which is bizarre i think it's because uh people just get frustrated and walk away if you want to mm-hmm. if you want to argue with our show you have to listen to a lot of it mm-hmm. and then you have to read the shit that dan cites because that's the that's the trick of Infowars. he never cites anything there's really nothing to really look into and if it do if you do it doesn't really say what he says it does so you'll think you just got the citation wrong <laughs> whereas on our show if you want to argue you have to get in the weeds, man. Mm-hmm. I don't argue with us. <laughs> I don't argue with anything that dude says. He knows what he's talking about. I, I, I also just think that we're not fun people to engage with. Like, oh, yeah, no. Like, the, I, I think if you, if you look at the content that we put out, it's not angry. Like, we're mm-hmm. not responding from a place of anger where people can sort of, like, be like, ha ha, are you triggered mm-hmm. or whatever? It's it's. I think that a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of the games that people who have these you know negative responses, they yeah. want a negative response from you. They yeah. want to play yes. the back and forth game, and I think it's abundantly clear that that's yeah, not we something don't do that. we We're uh, not are interested. interested. Yeah. Do you think everyone who enables him, like all the people I was listening who have him on his show, uh, are they being useful idiots or are they genuinely believing? him when he does say I, i've got the source you know I, i'll see him with the parchments of paper he's like oh i've got the whole sources right here from the pentagon we've got every right. single document right I've, I've had everything it's listed you can tell but like clearly this is just empty pieces of paper or it's just like you know google maps or something like it's never what he's talking about you know it's isn't that it, that's a question for the i suppose more about the people in his sphere right like yeah. uh, a lot of those people are incapable of seeing beyond a surface level of research so why wouldn't they believe that he has the documents if he can show if you're willing to believe somebody because they show you that it said subsection bc2 then yeah you then you believe him and you're enabling him if you're somebody who's capable of looking beyond that for a one second uh then you are maliciously enabling him to uh hurt people you know (laughs) so it's up to you and I, I think after Alex went on Rogan uh, for episode nine eleven, that was the first one yeah. that he was on. I think after that got so like huge, yeah. I think that people, whether they believe him or not, are willing to like, oh my god, this is gonna blow up. Yeah, we're gonna get so much attention out of this. So they would have him on. Uh, uh, no matter what. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that uh, flagrant two podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Had him on a couple times. Got. Super drunk. If you want, uh, Took yeah. His shirt off. If you want to have that <laughs> spectacle episode where you've got Alex Jones doing ridiculous things, then he's there for you. Yeah, you know, yeah. and he wouldn't even. I mean, I I haven't listened to the Red Scare podcast that he did, but I'm guessing he didn't say any of the transphobic things that he normally says. And money couldn't pay me to listen. Uh, to, money no. couldn't pay me. Money. <laughs> pay I was like, damn, money pays you. RV. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's a prime spot to call a meteor upon. I actually texted oh, wow. Jordan. Uh, I sat through the whole thing. That was going around on Twitter. I was like, 
I am never going to do. I'm never going to watch this RV video. This yeah, is, fair I enough. Can't. Don't Mm-mm. don't do it. It's it's actually no. shockingly boring, to be honest. Outside of the fact that no, it does that's not a shock to us. Yeah, but it's annoyingly boring. The the only good thing is in the first five minutes, Tim Pool does start laughing and kind of gives away the grift. He's like, "People are just giving us money." <laughs> well, he's staring at yeah. the screen, and I was like, "Oh, you don't hear him say that out loud." But yeah, okay. I, I, I man. To, to, to so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Question, yeah, yeah, yeah succinctly please. though, too. Uh, <laughs> yes, they are enabling him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No. That is for sure. <laughs> okay, uh, the two questions that uh, were obviously uh, flooded to me by these four people uh, who wanted to know desperately when I brought you on um, that I, I guess everyone is really concerned with. Number one, and I guess we'll start with this, what is your favorite InfoWars store product? I, I think for me it's the, um, the, what is it called? alpha brain or super brain or something he has some new like stimulant type Out, product outside of brain force he, plus it's it's more than that yeah more like brain than force brain force Turbo or something <laughs> but he will talk about it and his ad pitches end up being like you got to take like don't a take quarter this. of this you, <laughs> you might die fuck you you are going to be laid up for a week after you take this yeah. don't take this anyways Fifty nine ninety nine for a pack, but I love that. That's just so fun. <laughs> Sounds like a drug dealer. Yeah. He is a Listen, drug dealer. You're not, you're not ready for this. You're only gonna want to take a half a bite of the edible. You think you're gonna not get high, so you take another bite. Don't do it. And then back in the day when he he was pushing the uh, super male vitality real yes. hard. The way he would try to dance around it being a boner pill kind of thing or a yeah. boner aid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny to watch him try to like <laughs> wink at the audience. But, like, and then one time Rob Dew, was it Dew? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's talking to Rob Dew and he's like, hey, uh, Rob, I heard uh, I heard your wife really liked this stuff. And he and Rob Dew just says something incredibly gross, like she's sore all the time or yeah. something like oh. that. And you're like... What the fuck is wrong with you? That is not how you sell products. So I I think those, I I mean, obviously I've never taken any of them, but in terms of sales strategy, those are up there for me. What about you? Uh, I mean, it's not a product sold in a store, but if if he was selling commemorative hatchets from that time, he threw hatchets at the camera on uh, Mm. a Christmas Eve. On a Christmas Eve, yeah. Yeah. That one I would definitely be, but that would be my favorite product. Uh, Uh, Hatchet. Sticking out of a camera. Christmas Eve two years ago, he got drunk and threw hatchets around the studio yeah. on his show. Yep. And one, he was trying to literally and explicitly trying to hit his camera with a hatchet. Yeah. It was amazing. Hey, I'm going to try and hit this hatchet, this camera. He, he said it. Yeah. He wasn't how did, like, hey, how miss the camera. How did the llamas oh. get into the studio? I, I just saw the clips. I didn't. I didn't see the origin story. You know what? I forget. Oh, okay. That's Fair weird. enough. That's something I actually forget. I don't know why the llama was there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it Fair happening. Enough. Yeah. I, I mean, why did Johnny Carson have so many guys who can handle monkeys on The Tonight Show? You don't ask questions about no. when you... When a llama shows up, you just laugh and enjoy it. I yourself. think it might have just been a straight-up publicity stunt. I think so, too. I think he really just was like... I don't know. Let's get some llamas in there here. There might have been no higher purpose to it. <laughs> that's actually I mean, better. I want to believe that. I want to live in that world. <laughs> that's, that's better to me. Okay, this is the worse. Llama was uncooperative. <laughs> yeah, I do, I do remember that. This is a serious question. What do you both think, and if this is too legal, you don't have to answer it, was in the documents that he doesn't want to turn over to the courts revolving his finances? I mean, the, the the Occam's razor answer is just uh, all the regular old illegal shit that people do, you mm-hmm. know, like, but I, if you look at a shady right wing grifts, any shady right wing grift mm-hmm. and you get their actual ledger, mm-hmm. I don't think they want you to see that. That's it's not 100 percent on the up and up. You know, probably not. So it it wouldn't even have to be some big conspiracy or anything. He's just like, if they catch me on tax fraud. I'm going to go uh, uh, Wesley Snipes on people. Like, I don't know what's going to happen here. Or even behind, uh, b- beyond tax fraud, there's, you know, possibilities of, you know, sources of money being embarrassing. Like, like people he probably, like billionaires, like the Cokes or sure. yeah. uh, the Mercers or something. Obvious, I, I don't think that those are the case. 
but some kind of funding that would look weird to him. Or even I would think that it's possible that there two possibilities. He's super rich and he doesn't want people to realize just how mm. rich he is. Or he's not that rich and he doesn't want people to know that. So I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of possibilities. It's kind of hard mm. to know what the specifics are. But I... I yeah, the thing is, there are so many reasons he could be. Yeah. You can, with with Alex, you can really just kind of imagine any number of possible financial crimes or even just financial embarrassments because he is both of them all the mm -hmm. time. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, one other question people want me to ask you is, have you watched any YouTube videos uh, by prominent creators on Alex Jones, like H Bomber Guy's video on Brainforce Plus or any of the other big content creators' videos on Alex Jones? And if so, do you like I, them? I have watched some. I, 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 a lot of it blurs together, and a lot of yeah. it also, uh, a lot of the time, I, I try not to take in too much uh, secondary content of his, uh, about him just for the sake of not wanting to take on too much of uh of other folks interpretations or yeah. like yeah, yeah. have it color my my perspective that's really pretentious but <laughs> I, also I don't think it is alex just no. listening to it yeah too. that's another <laughs> but, uh, but also say, the, you, you sound like you want to be objective about saying yeah i don't want to listen to alex all the time <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> which i already kind of do exactly <laughs> i'm taking a break to talk to you from yeah. listening to alex. <laughs> while we talk about alex <laughs> yeah. life sucks <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, see, why did you guys choose to make this your, your career? Ask that question again. <laughs> okay, well, that, that leads me to the most, uh, the most frequently asked question. Favorite Alex Jones moment of all time? Ooh, ooh, man. I think so. I, it seems like there's, there's at least a couple that, uh, you can top three come to if you mind. want. Yeah. Okay. For me, the, like, uh, the first time he confessed to murder on air. That one was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, I murdered a guy. Wait, why did that come? That came out. Yeah. The, we covered an episode from, I don't know, was it 2013 or 2009? I can't remember. But it's when uh, Captain Phillips got uh, kidnapped by the Somali pirates. Yes. And Alex's take on it was, well, you got to give it to the Somali pirate. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. He went on this long explanation for why what they were doing was wrong. But then he kind of got trapped in his own headspace. And he was like, well, it was effective, though. So in a certain sense, you got to give it up to the Somali pirates. They really know how to pirate shit. <laughs> it's like a professional courtesy. Yeah. Thing. There are, there, those are my favorite things. Those yeah. moments like that. And then uh, to fill out the three um back in 2017 alex did a special report where he it was um roger stone had just gotten in trouble with like mm -hmm. adam schiff and so like the like alex got really drunk and talked to uh, uh, roger for a little while and then the show just kept going and by the end of it he is so wasted and <laughs> he's talking about like jizzing on uh, diamond covered skulls as yeah. that's right <laughs> that he's, he's trying to explain to rob do how there are three ways to learn there's four ways to learn well it turns out it there's turns four, out there's four. <laughs> originally there's supposed to be three yeah <laughs> that's how and rob do is sitting there with his coat on like he wants to leave the studio <laughs> and it's just alex is that guy at the end of the party who won't shut up I mean, there's a, great. there's a great honorary mention because it didn't happen on his show, but he's he's doing an interview with uh, what's that dude's name? Patrick Bet David. Patrick Bet David. He's doing an interview, and Patrick uh, is is talking to him about the sad state of his life and career and uh, all the horrible decisions he's made to get there. And uh, eventually, Alex just responds to something by just going like, takes a bite of an apple and just rocks very fragile. Chewing an apple, it says life is very fragile. But it's 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 worse than that. That's in response to Patrick Bet David telling him about how he has to be able to speak to yes. motivate yes. his his employees, and he lost his voice, and it was tra terrifying for him. Oh, and then wow. Alex just takes a bite of an apple, very fragile. Life's very fragile. And then 
to, to to give another great point from that interview, which I recommend everyone watch. That's on YouTube. It's, fantastic. it's very fun. Yeah. Um, at the end of it, Alex is wasted, and uh, Patrick Bet David gives him a word association game where he names off people, <laughs> and Alex has to say the first word that comes to his mind, and he's like, he's like Hillary Clinton, vampire. <laughs> He just keeps saying vampire hands, people. Vampire. vampire. And the last one is Trump, and he's like, the next level. <laughs> the like, next Moses. He's going to lead us out. Like, oh, God. Oh, it was so, so good. funny. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is really funny. <laughs> I didn't know about that. Sorry. What What do I look up? Patrick? Patrick Bet David. He's like a entrepreneur kind of motivational guy. He has a YouTube channel. Um, I, I'm not saying I recommend his channel, but that interview with Alex is bizarre. Oh, uh, this dude, I have seen him before. About it. Yeah, yeah, I've I've seen it's him the one where he, before. He yells about how he's ready to die. Uh, that was the big <laughs> headline from yeah. it. Oh, wow. Um, I honestly, I can't thank you enough for this interview. Both of you are absolutely fucking hilarious. Uh, I can see why this thing took off, uh, this show, and why you were recommended to me by four people in the chat. Four. four. <laughs> One for each way to learn. <laughs> One of them's named Race Memory. <laughs> well, thanks for having us. Yeah. It's, a, it's a real treat to talk to you. Thank and you I, so I much. Hope, uh, I haven't been too blowhardy. No, no, it was amazing. Like honestly, Dan Jordan, y'all, y'all are absolutely fantastic. Where can people, where can people find you and, and get their fix if this wasn't enough? Uh, well, Chicago is going to be nuked soon, so right. they can't find us. Right. But our servers aren't <laughs> our in Chicago. Our servers are not in Chicago, <laughs> so you can still go to knowledgefight.com. It's in the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're on Twitter. It's at knowledge underscore fight and at go to bed Jordan. Yeah. Yep. Those are basically, That's that'll it. take you where you need to yeah, go. Yeah. From there, uh, I suppose just hang out in random chats on on Twitch shows and somebody might recommend us. People <laughs> have told us that the best episode to start with is, it's on our homepage mm. now because people have told us this enough times. Yeah. It's one where we learned that uh, Ronald Reagan uh, liked to get pegged, uh, which was... <laughs> A bizarre episode. Yeah, 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 that one was uh, that one was interesting. Yeah. Wait, can you can you spoiler alert? Is that is that a true thing or is that an Alex Jones statement that? No, it's it's a someone. Alex Actually, wait, I don't want to ruin it. it. I don't. Sorry, I don't want to ruin it. What am I doing? You're, you're like, I'm, I'm going to pitch you the best episode, and I'm giving it's away not, the whole thing. It's not Alex's idea. It's okay. something that's brought to Alex and almost derails the show. Yeah. Uh, oh, you can't okay. you can't spoil it. It's the it, seeing the explosion. See how it, see how it yeah. plays out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't we don't tease things too often, but that's a moment that you want to experience, like the first time you had a a coke. You know. Mm. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> oh well, thanks again, Dan and Jordan. Uh, that was that was an absolute pleasure. Absolutely, thanks for having us. Bye. Everyone, that was Knowledge Fight, aka Dan and Jordan, podcasters extraordinaire. Um, that was really fucking fun. Uh, uh, XOTJ, I can't remember if you were one of the four people. I, I never got a chance to say on the Twitter, so there were far more, by the way. There were more people popping up in that Twitter thread when I was talking about Alex Jones. They were like, you gotta talk to Knowledge Fights, talk to Knowledge Fights. I should have been like, well, yeah, we'll, we'll all come together. But uh, no, I do, I do appreciate that. Uh, I keep meaning to listen, don't know where to start. Apparently you gotta start with the Ronald Reagan Gets Pegged episode, you know? So you've just been listening to an episode of The Surf Times, and if you enjoy it and want to see The Surf Times, you can go to wearesurfs.com or watch the live shows at thesurfs.tv. And also everywhere social media is sold, basically thesurfs.tv, you'll find us there. Twitter.com slash thesurfstv, for example. It would also help us out tremendously if you could leave a good review of this podcast if you enjoyed it, either on, I don't know, iTunes or wherever you're podcasting. Apparently it does help, and yeah, we hope to see you soon. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Just, we will build a ladder to heaven to deliver you the daily news. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are your most humble of clownish jesters. To our lords, Trevor R. and Alexander Thaler, you have our undying fealty. To our knights of the round table, Nate, that one guy, Hagbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariana McCarthy, Daniel Sutton, Ants are still running the world, Coulter Smith, Tom Grow, Val 9000, Jenna Tal, Quiet 185, Anna Loves Riley, Riley and Anna, Omni, Poodlehawk. The Tim Caucus, Multimondi, Trevor Janice, 
Lemmy 101, Anthropophojack, Saren 42, Chronic to Hemphog, Catherine, Radical Maniac, Ramon Acosta, Incosin, Violent Orchard, Sophie Baby, Political Puppy, Andreas Chiringuito, Zach Christensen, Josh Mickelson, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We shall meet you in the tavern, and we raise a drink, and we salute you.